Welcome to Self-Discovery Media Network, formerly known as Self-Discovery Radio. Each week we bring you illuminating shows from those making a difference in the lives of others. They've taken their own journey. They're here to share their skills, their wisdom to help you on yours. You can see more about us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and please listen to our wonderful collection of shows. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Raising Our Gifted Children on the Forgotten Children series right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and I have with us today Doris Richardson and Bren Fresh on the Sunflower Farm. You're going to be having a wonderful experience today with some wonderful background chorus, the orchestra of the farm animals who are going to participate in this show today. Um, but before we get into the introductions and what this farm is all about, I am asking you to watch this five-minute video here inserted here and just to see what the farm is all about because it's about our children. It's about them learning to play in the mud, to experience the land, to see how things grow, to experience the wonderful animals and and just get in touch with nature because for a lot of children, they don't get that experience. So let us watch this video for a moment. And then when we come back, we're actually going to meet a couple of people that are there on the farm and then dive in with Bren and Doris into what this actually means for our children and how important it is. So enjoy the video. I love what we do. I, I had no idea. It was a bit of an experiment inviting the public in to enjoy what we do. And now it's come to be a life path. I really believe in what we're doing. Well, I love the beauty. I love the nature. I love the sound of children. I love what happens on this property that nobody can really quite put their finger on what's going on above the education and beyond um, the agricultural piece I love the divine uh, of what happens here I love witnessing that and I love the seat that I sit in to be able to be caretaker of this property and to be able to witness that on a daily basis it's magical I'd love to share the rural lifestyle with people who can't, you know, um, create this on their own. I'd like to be able to share that. Having direct experience with animals, nature, um, agricultural, planting, feeding, all of the daily life routines that we enjoy as a family, I'd like to, um, I'd like to be able to continue to bring that to the public. really important that kids see where their food comes from and that animals are souls too to have direct experience of, with chickens cows um, and how to compost how to grow how to pick apples yeah I think it's all foreign to their background and I think 
the light bulb goes on when they're here, and I think they get the connection of, wow, I see how it is applicable to their life. That excites us so much. I love this place. It has so much to offer. <laughs> Lots of crazy things for the kids to do, and um, yeah, it's just a great experience. I can't give them the farm experience. Uh, I just think it's really special. I think it's just a combination of all the animals and the beautiful trees, uh, the beautiful play equipment they have here, and uh, the vegetables growing all over the place. And my kids used to pick them from the Sprout House garden and bring them home and take sunflowers home. And it's really something amazing. I, I recommend it to everybody. You know, fall happens after Labor Day. What's your favorite farm? And, um, I live in Denver, so a lot of my friends haven't heard of it because it's a bit of a, a little bit of a drive. And as soon as I tell them all about it, they're I'm going to get online and look that up right away. I need to go. So fun. The zip line is close to the top. Um, also, the pony rides, um, and I think that well, just the animals and, and everything in general. But the the tree fort. I have four boys and one girl. The tree fort's a big. Um, favorite activity, I would say. I love being here on the farm. It's such a great opportunity to have the chance to experience agricultural lifestyle that just isn't available any other place. This place is absolutely magical to me. Um, it gives me the chance to share with my kid a piece of agricultural history that I had growing up. My grandfather had a farm and I loved running around the farm. And this place, Sunflower Farms, gives me the chance to provide my kid with that rural lifestyle without actually having to run a farm. I get to come here and slow down, feed the animals, and just be quiet and enjoy nature in a way that I can't do any place else. Okay, folks, isn't that enlightening? Isn't that wonderful? Don't you want every child to go through that experience of being on the farm? I grew up in a rural area, um, farmland around us, fields and fields and fields of um, potatoes and rape and, and corn and everything growing right by the ocean. And I know how beautiful it was and how important it is to our soul, to our spirit, and to our understanding that earth provides for us. So we're going to go and take um, Bren and Doris over now to meet a couple of people that are there on the farm that are doing what today, Bren? Um, well, there's a homeschool education class going on. So we have uh, kids from five and up, up to about 15, 16 who are working together and learning together and there's a lot of things going on in the woodshed today. Wonderful, well let's go over and meet them. We're gonna have a little wobblies as we walk over there, but if you wanna pick up the old computer here, which is wonderful that we can do this this way, and let's go over and see what's happening. Now, in the meantime, Bren is the one that runs the farm, has been doing so for quite some time. It's her heart and her soul. Uh, Doris is um, an educator and a passionate about children and uh, is very much about liberating children into their wonderment, into their spirit. Um, 
into their creativity so that they can be the answers for tomorrow. And we're going to go over and see this uh, beautiful schooling thing that's going on on the farm here right now. Um, we decided to do this outside, so you got the whole experience. And as I said, the chorus of the of the sheep and whatever else wants to join us here on the show. Okay, so if you'd like to explain what's going on here, love. Sarah, I'd like to introduce you to Adeline, who is a, a future designer. Hello, Adeline. She's made a beautiful gown that she'd like to share with the audience. Wonderful. Please do share. Go ahead, love. You're going to have to speak up, please, sweetheart. Sure. Since a very small age, I've always been obsessed with gowns. Um, like princess dresses, but I don't like the material they're made out of. So when I was five, six, I was already raiding my mom's closet <laughs> for more substantial things. And that looks wonderful. Where are you going to wear that? Uh, when it's finished. I don't know. I I mean, there's a dance coming up, but I probably won't finish it in time. Um, I just enjoy making Well, you're, like you're going to have to make a, a video wearing the gown, just amongst the farm, right? And <laughs> have the experience yeah, and post it. <laughs> Definitely. Wonderful. It's lovely to see <laughs> that creativity, love. Thank you. Yeah, sure. My creative process is, well, mainly it works in my head. So, mm -hmm. that's where it all starts and then I try and cut them out but yes exactly and then I draw it out sketch it that's okay too um and then I try and make it and it ends up with a lot of technical issues so I mean this being only my second third dress trying to like trying to make from scratch do, do you enjoy the process yes I do I love sewing it's not about the end game, isn't it? It's about you, the creative process of going through it. So wonderful. Keep on. Obviously, this is your passion. So keep on doing it. Okay, hun? Thank you. Now we're going to go over to the egg. Where the egg die going on. Okay, I think that is die. Hello. Can you see? Yes, I can. Hello. I'm Lizzie. I am loud. I'm Lizzie. I yes. am. I am at the egg station. And what are you doing there, love? <laughs> and what are you doing, Lizzie? We are dying. We're dying the eggs. And what what kind of uh, liquid do you have in there? What, you've we got have beets and beetroots. Um, can you show it for us? Bring the camera down. Um. I think this is Carrots. like onions. Lower? Maybe you can lift up an egg and show us, Lizzie. Oh, yeah. Here. This one was just died. Ah, uh, you know, I used to do that when I was young. But what we used to do is you, we used to break the eggshells and make them into a picture and then paint it. <laughs> Eggshell pictures. It was so much fun. I loved it. Here's a pink one. This is the beet juice right oh beet juice is wonderful the way it dyes things you got to be careful though because it can dye everything yeah. <laughs> hello we've got somebody behind you there who wants to get into the picture oh this is carrots for this orange gold color so is this all in preparation for easter oh absolutely 
Are you going to be doing an Easter egg hunt? Yeah. Yay. Okay. That sounds exciting. And this last one is what? Um, you, can you lift it up higher? Cabbage. Oh, this is cabbage. Okay. Lift it right up. This is what they turn into. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's really pretty. Do you enjoy doing that? Yeah. yeah this is the, ori there's the original color next to the, the color. Look what I did. Yeah. And what did you do, sweetheart? Look what I did when I... <laughs> And we're out of the picture. Oh, <laughs> we dropped an egg. Oh, no. Oh, no. Lots of animals here that will no, just start that right up. Exactly. Nothing goes to waste on the farm. I wanted to smash the egg. Oh, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> what else have we got? All right. Now, thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. We're going, we're going to mosey over to Alex, who is doing a collage on a mirror. Oh, that sounds so, interesting. Sarah, this is this is Alex. Hi. Hello, Alex. And Alex is going to explain what he's doing here. Okay. So, this is an old mirror that my mom was going to get rid of. Okay. And I decided to keep it. I sanded it, and you can't really see, but it's on the bottom here. It's like a collage. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, you know, I'm just turning into my own little art project kind Wonderful. of style. That is this one. This is a paper, newspaper and magazine. Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah. And how, and how does Very it make creative. you feel in doing this, love? Do you really enjoy it? Can I, you bring the camera up to his face? It's. I feel like it's very expressive. Can uh, you bring the camera yeah. up to his face, Brent? And very unique. Right. Yes, I'd like uh, to see your face. There we go. Up a little bit more. There we go. Yes. So you really enjoy the process and doing this and being creative. I do, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, does it spark other things inside of you that you would like to do? Yeah, I tend to adopt too many <laughs> projects at once. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, go with what your heart feels and, uh, yeah, and pour that into whatever you do and you will always enjoy the outcome. Yeah. Keep on creating. We need your creators in the future. We need you now. So keep Thank on creating. You, yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. And what else do we have? We are moseying over to the... We are seeing life on the farm here, folks. If you are audioing this, I do recommend you go over to the video because in that way you can really see what is happening. And uh, why it's so important, this farm, it's not just about the animals and getting caught in the dirt, but it's also the creative process. And we know how important that is to everybody's future. Uh, the creative process of our child is extremely important to everything that they do in their lives. And if they know that they can explore and just create from their imagination, without dictation. <clears throat> it is amazing what they come up with. So um, this is wonderful to see life on the farm here and that it's not just about, you know, the mud and the animals, but the creative process as well. Um, you started this how long ago, Bren? Um, well, uh, we started our kids' programs probably about 2005. Right. And um, yeah, this, the preschool is called the Sprout House. 
<clears throat> that's for ages three to five. And then the um, homeschool program, which is what you just saw, is from five and up. Five Lovely. And up. Yeah. And do you find that the children are a hell of a lot more confident because they're allowed to express themselves through their creativity or, you know, through the animals? Because I find kids when they're around animals, they're just a much calmer and yeah. far more open. Yes, definitely. Definitely. More compassion. Mm -hmm. Slowing down. There's a slowing down so that they can really access mm -hmm. what's going on within them and they can tend to that core of them. Um, because they're being nurtured. As right. Individuals. I mean, it's, you know, today so many people live in apartments, the parents are both working and, you know, the kids are latchkey kids and they never get to have this experience. And it's so important because I know I grew up, you know, around, not necessarily on farms, but farms all around me and friends with farms, but it just grew up with nature around me. And it, it really becomes your, um, your peace sanctuary, isn't it? It's a place you can go where um, the land and the animals, you can speak to them, you can tell them anything. And there's a sense of, of support and camaraderie. Um, have you had any children go through that, you know, maybe have been troubled that have, you know, through this process kind of found themselves? Do I have you or have we frozen? They are filming this outside, folks, so we are having a bit of a um, challenge. Oh, um, sorry, and I got you back now. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> uh, we do have um, special needs kids and a whole spectrum of different children. Many times um, they come with a para or somebody who can assist them um, move through the process of nature and animals and stuff, but it's very healing. Mm -hmm. It's our desire to have them explore who they are in this environment and not have it be very scheduled and mm -hmm. really tight but to gravitate wherever they it is on the farm where their heart needs to be and so that's a very beautiful process yeah i mean it could be splashing in a puddle doing something creative or just talking to one of the farm animals no zip lining you've got a zip liner there right <clears throat> There are some kids who just want to hang out with the chickens yes. or hang out with the cows. Mm -hmm. And what happens in that time is very mysterious and very special. Um, we try to not mess with that process. Yeah. We don't even we're teachers in this environment. Yes. We're really facilitators. Yeah. Really let, let nature do its work. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you've been doing this for a while. So have any kids that started off in the beginning kind of come back later where you've seen the impact it's had on them on long term? Um, well, I just get a lot of feedback from parents. So yeah, a lot of these children who started in 2005 are now in high school, the later years of high school, and they come back here very starry-eyed and very excited to revisit. And um, the parents are, it was a great introduction. It's a great introduction to children's education. Um, so necessary. I think it's worth postponing traditional education, traditional schools, to just learn that education can be spiritual and can be very creative and can be very uh, profound and enjoyable. That's what we try to foster in these programs. Mm -hmm. um, nature does that. We don't do that. 
No. Well, you know, nature has a, has a wonderful rhythm. It has a wonderful vibration. And, you know, everybody, every living thing has a signature, has a vibration that it resonates out. And when you get around an animal that is happy, what they set off is something that is undescribable, isn't it? But it really connects with the people around them. Um, you just can't help but feel them and feel a connection with them. And it, have it ignite something within yourself that perhaps you didn't know was there. That's the mystery. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's the, the excitement about it too, the wonderment. And, uh, you know, animals, they think, oh, they're, they're just dumb farm animals. But the intellect of these creatures is quite extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. It would be great to have an interview with the kids. They all have very special uh, personal relationships with the animals. Um, and they look forward every week to being here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cultivated by the environment, by the uh, facilitators mm-hmm. of the programs and what happens in what happens during that process they carry with them ongoingly mm-hmm. a, a wonderful learning platform for respect respect of the land of life um, of understanding you know where things come from and I think you know that respect is something then they can carry through in everything in life you know that sense of value Mm-hmm. And compassion too. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah. But yes. Also just distilling. Also, just distilling with anxiety mm-hmm. and, and a way to kind of remove themselves from the whole social media, media frenzy, mm-hmm. um, and just a slowing down of their own soul to see that there's so much more than the whole mainstream world, and to take them back to their core of who they are. Yeah very beautiful to witness this here yes job in the whole world (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know and the the thing about it is the the gratitude that you get from seeing the gratitude from the children right it's something that really ignites you know the heart and the spirit is um when you see joy in others it just it just really makes you feel very very grateful for the work that you do for the results that it's having because we're in a world where quite honestly, um, a lot of people don't know how to ignite joy anymore. They just simply don't know how. They're so stressed. And I think our children are here to teach us right now, to remind us, you know, the core of us and how to connect to the core of the earth and of the spirit. Yeah. And I think it's very, very important that we, you know, that we look, you know, do this for our children because I think it also is for our inner child. You know, it's the adults are saying, I'm just accompanying the children, but really their own inner child is being ignited and connected again, isn't it? Yes, definitely. <coughs> you see that all the time here. You see that all the time. And it's an educational demonstration farm, Sunflower is. Yes. But the truth is, it's really awakening everybody. Yeah. It seriously happens here on the property, and it's not about, it's not about children. It's about it's about the soul right to see families connect here in that way is amazing yeah and you know the what they go home with you know because the parents have seen the children just ignite right that ignites within the parents and this then has to be a ripple effect you know in the home front of the experience that they've had because it's elevated everyone 
Yes. <clears throat> what drove you to do this in the first place? Um, well, I don't know that I did anything. I just, um, I, I had a foster child who was pretty um, failure to thrive and needed a lot of services um, back in the 2001, 2002 it was. And um, he was receiving a lot of services that we decided to do outside. Mm -hmm. um, OT, PT, um, just traditional therapy. And um, so we started doing those services um, outside. And I started to learn a lot from the therapists themselves about sensory issues and mm -hmm. um, creative play. And so as a family, we would gather outside and do these services. And I just, it just clicked. It just, yeah. In addition to that, friends and fellow parents uh, with tiny kids as the age of my kids, um, we were always collecting here. So there was this abundance and this prosperity and this joy that the property just emitted. You know, it was very beautiful. So it was just a invitation to the public. It was a very innocent join us. And um, that was supposed to just be summer of complete <laughs> delight. We would harvest pumpkins and flowers together and drive the truck around and put our babies on our back and um, it just kind of evolved from that place. Right. Don't you love that when that happens? You know, it, 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 the whole thing takes over because it's right. You know, it's right. And it's just um, then allowing it to just happen and manifest, you know, where it needs to go. And look what it's doing today. <clears throat> I did a show last week uh, with a wonderful lady who, um, you know, works in the church with a choir of children and arts and crafts. And some of these kids have never had crayons, you know, never had a coloring book, uh, haven't got permission at home to speak, never mind sing. And just allowing them to have a voice in the choir, allowing them to arts and crafts and express themselves. For these children, it is a liberation. It is a sense of freedom and their voice. And so coming to the farm it is doing the same thing, isn't it? Isn't it? It's allowing that child to find their expression you know never mind the appreciation and the gratitude for their life but find find their expression through connecting with uh, nature that they can bring about in other ways yeah and sarah what can happen with that <clears throat> what can happen as a result of that deepening of, of that experience is unfathomable yes it's, it's, just, it's just amazing if we could still a person enough and that happens in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. That can happen through conflict. That can happen through storm. It can happen through doing chores, you know, through making a dress. If it's done with the cooperation and the, the grace of nature in an yeah. environment that is truly supportive of who they are and who they're becoming, that is very magical. And yeah. uh, that's what the traditional school systems don't recognize. No. I don't see, and I'm not slamming traditional school systems, but no, um, the, the the system has to change because it's not catering to the needs of our children today, because there is an integration of of technology along with. Um, I believe that children today are so much more creative in the way that they're using their brains, and they need that extension of creativity, but they also need it in a way that connects them. 
you know, because they're not just connecting to the earth, you know, they're connecting to the spirit, to the universe, because the, once you've made that connection, that entire frequency goes out. So it's, it's really important. And, and it used to be in the schools that kids were taught gardening and, and home ec and would go on field trips to farms and things. And we're not seeing that anymore. And it needs to come back because otherwise kids think that meat and vegetables grow in the supermarket and they have no idea, you know, so they don't appreciate what they've got because they don't know where it comes from. So what you're doing is wonderful. <coughs> Doris, I know this is very warm to your heart here as well, and this is why you wanted to do the show here. Um, you know, you've, this is your field of, of igniting the spirit in people, of, you know, for, of showing them their path. You know, what has this meant to you? Because I know you're very stoked about this farm. Um, what experience have you had in coming here? Uh, well, <clears throat> one of my passions is uh, creating conscious, intentional communities. And... You, Sarah, are a prime example of setting a community with the media station, as well as what Bryn has created here. Mm -hmm. And my intention is to expand people's understanding about what creating conscious community is. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about unity consciousness and coming together and uh, creating a safe place for people to be and to. Uh, feel safe about talking about their dreams and their passions. Yeah. And um, here at Sunflower Farm, they have their chores, and I love that. And the excitement uh, that's here on the land uh, is, and we, we use this term loosely, but it really truly is very high-vibrational. Mm -hmm. here. And there's a lot of love that is in this land and it is shared with these children. And they are a beautiful reflection of the environment here that Bren and the other co-owner established here. Um, my other passion is creating community with the highly sensitive, empathic, and creatively gifted child. And um, my passion grows from being a uh, highly sensitive and creative and gifted uh, person growing up. And it has, it has its joys. I wouldn't change it for anything. And it certainly has its challenges. Yes. Educating, educating the parents so that they understand that nothing is wrong with these children. Yes. Their stems their very sensitivity and I have several uh, articles on my on my website of the statistics talking about why gifted uh, children are also highly sensitive mm -hmm. and it's, it's the depth of their ability to think about the world around them yeah and sensitivity is what allows them to dive deep and um, it's it's my heart um, um, there is my, I guess my intention, my main intention here today was to, for people to be able to experience Bryn and the community that she's created here and to mot if, if any of this resonates with anyone in your audience, for them to be the same. Yes. And and most of the children here are homeschooled. Um, yes. Yeah, we also have a <coughs> 
That's a peacocks. <laughs> I want in on this. I've got an opinion. <laughs> it's just such a healing environment. Why, why, why have we strayed from? I don't know. You know, that's what makes me sad. <clears throat> that's what makes me sad. I mean, you know, it's proven. I mean, there's a couple of people I'm going to refer to here. You know, in this uh, Forgotten Children series, I have some wonderful people who are doing wonderful things for children. And some of them were foster children themselves, coming from extreme abuse. And one of them is Rob Shear, which I invite people to go and listen to. But he adopted four children. One of them had um, fetal uh, alcohol um, system. And, and somebody told him that if you uh, put the child around animals, it, it will help. Well, they bought a farm and a whole load of animals. And this child has completely come out on his own. I mean, the communication with the animals, the way he's been able to communicate the animals' needs, he's come out of his shell completely. This is his voice. And his voice came through the beautiful, loving, honest vibration of the animals. And I think that is something we forget. Um, this is not dinner behind you. These are living creatures with something to contribute and in that contribution, that beautiful, loving vibration, because that's all they know how to give. There's no agenda from them. It's just they give love. And it ignites that love and that security in a child. But, you know, I'm not forgetting the adults because there are so many adults that have an inner child that's been injured. And if we can heal the inner child, we can heal the outer adult. So nature is, is something that we all came from and then we went into you know the urban concrete and uh, kind of forgot that nature is out there supporting us and we need to get out there and support nature more and more of that integration the other one is uh, i don't know if you've heard of the emoto experiment which is the the three glasses of water in three different rooms one is ignored one is fed hate the other one is fed love the ignored one the water chemistry didn't change at all the hate one turned to black and dense and the loved one turned to crystallization that they could measure as a higher frequency. So when you're in an environment of love, look what you're doing to the body. It's 70% water. Brain is 90% water. Look at all that love that's going throughout the body, throughout the brain. So it's scientifically a no brainer to put people in a position where they're around love, especially those who've never known it. Sarah, you had asked me about meeting Bryn. Um, in my, with my intention as far as establishing communities, uh, I always know whether or not I'm in divine flow. Because mm -hmm. magical always happens, some synchronistic event to let me know, yes, because I've got so many interests and passions. And uh, the highly sensitive community and teaching people how to create their own conscious community is a deep passion for me. Mm -hmm. uh, as an example, as far as getting feedback from the universe, uh, I've had some pretty profound ones. And I think in the early, eight, no, late 70s, there was a, a book, a well-known book that had been on the bestseller list for goodness, almost a year. And it was about life purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a book called Wish Track. 
And I, it was one of those experiences where time stops, and you know this is important. I was visiting my sister in the book. Get up. You have a wobbly. Came back. Sorry, you're breaking up a, there, a bit, I love. Came back to Houston. And when I came back to Houston, um, I got on the phone and I called, it was when we called uh, information to get telephone numbers. And I called what I thought was her office number. And Barbara Sher, the author, picked up the phone and it was it was her. And I had reached her Manhattan apartment number. And I said, Barbara, this is Doris from Houston. <laughs> I've read your book. I love it. I want to do this. I want to teach this. Mm -hmm. And she had not thought about that. And I became the, the first person uh, in the States to teach this book and as far as life purpose. But what I found out along the pathway was that it was really good at identifying the what as far as life purpose, but it didn't address the self-sabotage kind of issue mm. uh, along the way. So that, that was one example, but meet, meeting Bryn, and there's been so much with, with the schools that, that, that that community of creating schools within the public school system that were different, that were more of a whole language approach, that was teachers not standing up for the whole hour and lecturing, right? explaining some, taking 20 minutes to explain something and then have the the students do that hands-on um but those were the high really i mean i am not a scientist nor mathematician nor geologist but there was a need and you know all of our all of our, our uh, life purpose is is either supported uh, obviously or not and when it is I, that was the most effortless, that was the most effortless life purpose, I want to say, mm -hmm. that I've ever had. And I established six, six schools. Wow. We're in our purpose. I mean, I was literally, and this is important because the energy now at this time in our life has changed. And yes. it's supporting the feminine principle. We don't need to be out beating the pavement. No. Everything came. I made one connection. And that led to me being uh, recruited to Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. And, and then, boom, all the funding, all the schools, all, everything came. And it's the thing with Bryn. And this is so, such a sweet experience for me. Uh, I was actually looking for a, a home as I established this new phase of my business. And I was looking for a home to lease. And enter Brand. It was one of her properties. And so uh, we started talking. She asked me what I did. And then I asked her about her. And she told me about this farm. And it was as if she had reached in my brain, because in my intention and in my business plan, it was a farm. It had animals. It was <laughs> structured. It was everything. So I said, I don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Right. Exactly. And she's just a, a beautiful role model for what people can do. You don't have to know everything up front from A to Z. Right. Allow it to unfold. Yeah. But, but there, you know, you've, you've hit on something that's really important is that we can have a big picture of what we want, but that doesn't mean we have to do it all. Collaboration, synergy, 
you know, that synchronicity along with somebody else's dream of what's out there. Um, you know, you, you can't do what she does. She can't do what you do. And the thing is you complement each other when you come together and enhance the whole project. And that's what it's about, you know, and it's this word competitive, you know, forget it. It is about collaboration. And it is about that synergy of coming together, promoting each other, supporting each other. And, you know, what Bren has here is a huge piece of the cake that's very, very important to the equation in a child's life. And what you're bringing, Doris, is another piece of the cake. And the whole thing is, is own your piece of cake. <laughs> and I bring it to the whole and share it out to everyone because everybody benefits, don't they? Everybody benefits from this feast. And we never know where it's going to come from. So you've got to be open and ready to receive because, you know, it's, I find that a lot of people have a plan and they want to stick to that plan instead of that plan just being a blueprint and allowing it to happen because the idea of what you want to manifest will come about if you give it up to the universe and just willing to walk the path and the people you need to meet will be there. But if you're so restrictive to that plan, you know, it has to go this way. You're going to miss the very important people that you need in your life, right? That's exactly right. Exactly. One of the things, um, as far as manifesting life or whatever, there are there are four creatures. Can you speak up a bit, please? Left the volume's gone down a bit. And everything or whatever you and then let it go and surrender it. Um, the, there is a, something on my website as far as if someone wants to create a community of their own. Yes. Business or whatever they want to do, there is something on the website that's called a well-formed vision. And it's something that takes care of the emotional issues, the things that will sabotage you along the way unless mm -hmm. you're congruent on every part of your being. Because if one if one part of you is not on board with this vision or it's going to affect relationships, those are things, those are questions that need to be talked about and um, up beforehand so that you are congruent on every level of your being. Yeah, it's kind of getting out of your own way, isn't it? Because we carry baggage with us. And we don't realize, you know, oh, God, I'm feeling so weighed down. I really want to do this. Yeah. Take off that heavy coat. <laughs> you know, step into spring, light uh, on your feet. And very often we don't realize what we're carrying. And uh, once we realize it, we then have the power to take it off. Yes. And the, um, as far as stating your intention, that's so important. Mm -hmm. And answering what greater good is this creating? Yes. What for the greater good. Yes. Is there, is there some kind of relationship that's going to be affected by you pursuing your dream and manifesting your dream? And are, are there people that you need to talk to? You know, there's just very specific steps of those kinds of, I call them emotional things that might flip you up along the way. Right. Yeah, I'm very much kind of the field of dreams. Build it and they will come. And, you know, Bren, you started off with that, you know, kind of started off with one thing and it manifested into something else because the demand or the vision 
for where it could go, just uh, you allowed it to grow, which is important. Um, over a year ago, I set up um, the blueprint for the self-discovery community, which is the fundraiser to support these type of organizations. And my passion with this series of the Forgotten Children series is to bring about these stories of how we can help children, how we could ignite that wonderment, that creativity, that sense of security, that sense of self, of love within themselves because they are our leaders tomorrow. And we're looking at a very dysfunctional world because there's too many broken children in the adults. And so we need to heal the inner child, but we also need to give the children today the right equipment and skills and knowledge and self-love and passion and conviction for this planet and people because they're our future leaders. And so my, my passion right now is I'm going after a sponsor who will promote a book. And each one of my guests that I've interviewed will contribute a chapter to that book. And the book sales will raise money and awareness, a little wonderful video put together out as a promo that will then go out and be educational to people and inspirational and tools and tips of how important it is to invest in our children and let's raise some money so we can support programs like this for people who can't afford them. And that's the thing is every single one of us has an ability in us somehow, whether it's an inch, whether it's a yard, that's not the measure. The measure is what can you do? What can you do? And it might be that they can't come to your farm. It's not there, but they really believe in it. Maybe they want to support a farm locally that are doing something maybe they want to start one maybe they just want to fund yours so that you can continue doing the work that you're doing the thing is it's just don't just go back and say that's nice it's an invitation this inspiration is an invitation to participate in some way somewhere and that's the thing is we need to ignite people into action don't we because the only way we're going to resolve any of the issues is together by everybody stepping up and doing something. Yeah, very well said. You know, I like what Mary Oliver says in one of her poems, um, let your body love what it loves. You know, it's really just that simple. Yeah. And there can be agendas and stuff like that, and but control is irrelevant. It's yeah. really simple as just letting your body love what it loves. Yes. And Mind will sweep you away if you, you know, it's letting go of the self, the ego, and trust. I mean, I remember thinking, what we're doing makes absolutely no sense. I was watching money go out, <laughs> and I kept saying, I need, I need to bring this in. And <laughs> it was just trust. Yeah. But, you know, just allow yourself. And trust that process, and that take you where you need to go. Now, yeah. it's a very, very sacred process, right? And it take it takes uh, it takes stepping back and allowing the idea of total failure. You yes, know? I mean, Absolutely. I was quite young when mm -hmm. this went about, but. Um, I love that. I love that poem that Mary Oliver wrote. Mm -hmm. I kept referring back to it. Yes. Yeah. So came your mantra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you know, there's there's a, a lovely couple I interviewed a few years ago that um, bought a farm. Um, they, they were New Yorkers. She was um, a concert violinist. He was an OB. Why? Um, 
and they in Charleston, I think it was, bought a farm for senior animals. And they really didn't know much about it, but they learned very quickly. And they had a wonderful experience where he was delivering a baby. She was on her own on the farm and she could hear the horses, one horse really playing up. And she went out there and found the gate had been open and some horses had escaped. And this one horse was there. She managed to rally and get the horses back in there. And the next day she was speaking to me and I said, well, the horse was calling to you and you heard. Go and give the horse an apple and say thank you and say, anytime you want to speak to me, I'm here. They developed a beautiful relationship of this horse constantly talking to her. And they, they had no understanding when they did this, the impact it was going to have on them, on the community, on people just coming and sitting with the animals, doing nothing but just sitting with the animals, people who were in, tr in emotional trouble, just being with the animals and how healing it is with them. So you're at the other end of the scale with the children of putting them on a beautiful vibration where they feel safe, where they feel heard, where they feel love, where they feel the creativity. And you're setting that right in the beginning. And we want to do that right in the beginning because we really prefer the stitch in time, really prefer to fortify our children now and not have to um, heal them later. <laughs> we want the next generation of children to be abundant in everything that they are because we waste so much time in being broken and we don't need to carry around all this pain and this hurt there's so much out there that can help heal us if we allow it so let's give the kids a chance and really support and invest in them now with everything that they need and you know that big beautiful abundantly vibrational world word love as corny as it is let the children discover love love for themselves love for the planet love for the animals you know love for everything around them because that's the energy they'll take forward in everything they do in life that ignites their creativity light ignites everything in them it's corny but all we need is love <laughs> very well said and you, you must be fortified this, doing this every day and seeing the joy of children every day, happy, laughing, the animals, you know, the, the chorus that you have in the background there. I mean, this must be something that feeds you every day. Well, there's a lot of people that participate. Great staff. Um, my previous partner, uh, John Roberts, he was very instrumental. We would stay up late nights drawing little drawings of tree houses. <laughs> Things and stuff, and um, so God sends us the right people. Yes, single day, and they have their contributors, and it could not be done without the community coming forth and acknowledging, participating. Right, and exactly where is the farm? Yeah, for people who maybe want to go on a road trip and come and experience it, or for people, I'm sure people in your neighborhood know it, but where is the farm? We're located in Longmont, Colorado. Uh, it's a 55-acre farm, and uh, uh, it's on May 24th last year was just officially designated as community significance Lovely. and uh, assigned the label of an edu educational demonstration farm. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge celebration. We got through some legal challenges of trying to get it up to code and uh, bathrooms and handicapped accessible and 
uh, commercial status, and uh, but we've maintained the integrity of the property. So um, it's still a rural haven here in Longmont, Colorado, and we're very proud. I'm very, I'm very lucky to be sitting in the spot um, as a caretaker for this very tiny moment. Um, and it, it will be passed on to other people who will develop it more and more. We have a lot of ideas moving forward about um, low-income housing and making mm -hmm. sure that we aren't specifically serving just a niche of the community, but looking into hospice and senior citizens and kids with autism and special needs like Doris is, I mean, um, the gifted and uh, exceptional. So there's so much. There's so much that can happen here. Um, but we want to do that very slowly with grace. And yeah. And not we've we've had we've had episodes of imbalance, and um, we're trying to come back into balance and slow down what we know to be true. Right. Yeah. Steady as it goes. Yes. Yeah. And of course, if people are inspired by this and want to do it in their community, I mean, obviously, Doris, you know, you're a community builder and, uh, and you with Bren, with actually building this. I mean, the two of you can really help people blueprint something in their own neighborhoods, in their own communities, because we do need to see more of this everywhere, don't we? Because this is especially, you know, for the urban kids, it's, it's something that they need to know they can go to. Yes, Sarah, I think that it's important for the audience to know that uh, Bryn was doing graphic design before. She didn't. This was a passion. Yes. And this is what she manifested. Yeah. So anyone in the audience who might resonate with um, supporting their environment, their community through something like this, please know that you don't have to know it up front. Right. I certainly didn't. It, it, you just, it just unfolds with such grace. Yeah. And the thing is, you, you guys have already you know, paved the way. So you can pass on yeah. this information so people don't have to you know, start from scratch. Uh, but they can take this blueprint and, and you know, uh, adapt it to wherever else they're going. Because obviously the knowledge that you've accumulated in doing this, both of you on both sides of the scale, is invaluable for people who want to, you know, the passion and the heart, I want to do this, but the how both of you have. And you can really fortify them with that knowledge so they can go out and do it for themselves. And nature is available to all of us. Yes. I see people come here and they're just so um, in awe and puzzled about what is going on in their heart and why is their head spinning and how do you do this and mm -hmm. people work like this and the truth is those same people they live in associations for downtown Denver and the city go out and connect I mean go in your backyard and do something outrageous yes I mean don't follow the rules you know don't follow yes. the rules There's, this is not exclusive I mean it's just it's more inspiring to just step out and be creative let your heart show you and right. um, there's nothing you can come here for a lot of what we've done but really it's there for everyone right and it's a thing that it's concreted and it's 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 adjusted so much and um but underneath all of that there's something 
that we all have access to, and I think we've forgotten. So I always encourage people that it's not, it's not proprietary. Go home. Yeah. Think outside of the box. Like, not only think outside of the box, but get out of the box. Yes. Throw away the box. <laughs> yes. Forget what you Turn do. the box into a ro robot. <laughs> yeah. So that excites me, and I... I don't, I don't know. I, I'm excited about inspiring other people to um, step out in that way. Well, you know, I'm thinking of my daughter who is, um, um, she's, just, she's a social worker. Um, they, um, they share property with her, her husband's family and they're building a passive home and they have uh, rescue animals there. And I'm just seeing her doing this working with children working with adults at risk um you know right now she's working with young women so many of them have children so early and they don't know how to take care of them and then you know back on the drugs and this that it's a constant spiral and if they had an arena to go to where they can kind of get in touch with the land get in touch with themselves we could change that programming change that pattern and you know this is this is something I can visualize her doing when she's ready to do it because the passion for the animals, for the land, you know, for veganism and for the, for the lost souls is there. And I think if you've got that passion and you're just looking at what or where, you know, that's the reason I do these shows. If you listen to this person's doing this, this person's doing that somewhere along the line, it may ignite in you. My God, that's what I've always wanted to do. And it's now just a question of getting up and doing it, you know, discovering the how. Don't hold back, right? Don't hold back. Don't sell yourself short. You don't have to know everything to get going. Just start somewhere. And that might be by just asking you a whole lot of questions. Just start somewhere. But that willingness to go, I really want to do something that makes a difference. Let's step out and start the process. And Doris, that's the mean, that's you. That's you in a nutshell, you know, just something needs to be done. Let's get out and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, you don't have to know everything from A to Z. You just don't. I always call it following the gentle nudges of my heart. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely connected to this. Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't get the wisdom from just moving from here. No. Well, that's the knowledge. That's the database. The wisdom comes from the heart and the soul. The how to use the knowledge. Yes. Connecting them is where the wisdom comes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think if, if, if you come from heart, not from head, and you're driven by the heart and the soul, and the spirit wants to spread its wings, the mind will always know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And, you know, that's the thing. Come from heart. Have something ignite your heart. And let that take over. The knowledge that you need to pursue, whatever you need to pursue, will come to you when you get out of the intellect way and allow the, the heart, soul, and spirit's intellect to, to speak to you. And both of you have done that. And both of you have achieved so much from just allowing your heart and your soul and your spirit to fly. So thank you so much for, on behalf of all the kids that you've had an effect on and the adults that you've had an effect on, but the people that you inspire now, that in whatever way, whatever they want to do, just to step into heart and go, you know what, I'm going to go and do something because we need actionism, right? We need people to step up. Don't just say that's nice. 
it's an invitation. What can you do? Maybe you can volunteer somewhere and get the experience. Try this, try that, and see what gets its hooks into you. And once it's got its hooks into you, there's no turning back, is the brand? <laughs> actually not even a door right exactly <laughs> you don't need an exit plan <laughs> consider trading in everything i mean consider training trading in everything i mean why not i mean yep. i mean sometimes that's what's being asked yes yes and you know if it's you know i know money is important because money runs things it's a tool it's 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 the it's the gasoline that gets everything working but it's got to be done through the heart and the passion. And you're doing it because of the lives that change. You're doing it because of the impact that you have. Um, and if it's something that needs to generate money, that money will come. The more you invest in, in people and planet and life forms, uh, the more the abundance will come in so many different ways. And yes, we do need the money. So do you actually have um, a, a donation or any way that people can support the farm? Well, in the fall, we're um, launching, <laughs> she's relevant. Um, in the fall, we're launching a, a nonprofit segment of the, uh, called sunflowerroots.org. And um, that is, that is ex something that we're excited about. So we're not nonprofit yet, but that is the next step, which is what I'm calling. Um, the wobbly the procedures and the programs that we have here um and so that we can i can start kicking off that and that is another whole program because, right um that i want to swallow us up <laughs> I want that to kind of um filter into everything we do like right now we're just getting stable um after a reorganization mm -hmm. um and so there's room now that was always that was always part of the potential is to take care of um, kids in need mm -hmm. and um, people who don't have access or can't get here for whatever reason. Um, and um, so that will start in the fall and we're kind of organizing that, that now as an infrastructure that will actually serve Sunflower Farm. And so a huge part of that means funding um, if funding Sunflower. It's not clear the verbiage right now, right. how to speak it, but um, that's where I'm going. Yes, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that, you know, some people say I really want to be a part of it, but I cannot other than just donations, and that's okay. Subscription, donation, you know, um, every drop in the ocean you know, helps. And uh, whether it's small or whether it's big, it, it's just stepping out of ourselves and, and sometimes just simply supporting the people that are already doing the work um, and, you know, making sure that it continues. So as soon as you've got that up and going, please let me know. I will add it to your posting. In the meantime, what is your site and how do people get hold of you, love? So our site is sunflowerfarminfo.com. And uh, we do public events uh, for families. We do field trips, we do camps, and then we have schools. Um, creativity camps. Creativity camps. Doris yeah. calls them creativity camps. There's also a very subtle 
spiritual aspect to that as mm-hmm. well that we hope those kids take home every single day. So the camps are being reintroduced this summer and um, they are wildly creative. You're right, Doris. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot happens that, but it's really, it's really a lot of very wild and crazy play and art and animals. And um, we kind of let our hair down in the summer. Wonderful. And then we get you know, more serious with the um, schools and stuff like that. But um, there's a lot to do. And so visit that website and it'll be linked to Sunflower Farm Route as soon as we are officially uh, up and going with that yeah. program. And um, so there's lots of ways to visit us. There's lots of ways to get here. Yeah. And it's, uh, pretty, it's, it's pretty available to the public. Um, and we have ongoing people who have been coming for years. So. Right. And, you know, the thing is, people don't understand the importance of play, you know, how creative play is, how um, discovering your expression through play uh, or how building your self-esteem through play, uh, the camaraderie and the team building through play. You know, play is something we've forgotten to do as adults and it's so essential that we bring it in our children so they bring it into all aspects of their lives because that is truly where the creativity and the sense of being really comes in into play <laughs> when we get out and we play. So that is wonderful. And Doris, um, the community building, I know, you know you've, you've got your bricks and your water there and you're just ready to go. So how do people become a part of it and how do they find you? Uh, they can find me on the website, uh, dorisrichardson.mysite.com. And uh, there are only two uh, areas of subject matter on the website. It's building a conscious community. And for those parents or adults or teens that might be listening, uh, lots of information about the highly sensible, empathic, and creative little gift of child and adult. Yes. So, Lots of information there. Uh, uh, many times parents don't know if a child is highly sensitive or not. Um, they suspect that they are, and I, I certainly encourage them to trust their gut level. They know they know what's going on with their child. And so many times these children are uh, misdiagnosed because they are what you call conceptual. They have to be very right-minded. Yeah. Nine didn't speak until he was four. And it was because when he did speak, he would speak in complete sentences. Mm-hmm. Your old grandson is the same one. Um, and I was shocked to find out that a doctor at 18 months had him uh, was suspicious of autism. And I wasn't concerned at all. This child is a very highly evolved child. Yeah. He is the kindest, uh, most compassionate. And I'm talking two and a half years old. He is, exhibits the behavior of the highly sensitive, very highly evolved child. And, yeah. Um, and that's not just, that's not a grandmother. Right. I don't like labels. I abhor labels. Um, but it, I really only use them in order for our brains to be able to connect and go deeper uh, for any given subject. But I, w- I start with labels and then obviously expand and go deeper right um, i think that you'll find the information that you need as far as highly sensitive and gifted children uh, 
and as far as how to create your own conscious community. There are very specific steps. And then just sit back and and you know the the sensitive i mean i've always been a sensitive and just was treated like a freak of nature because nobody could really communicate you know what what, what do you mean you know you're talking to entities and doing all of these things it was just a bit too far out there for people and that was always that way and it's it is hard being sensitive in a, a negatively vibrational environment it's very shattering and so having a place that is a sanctuary where there is just love and peace for a sensitive is, is a haven. And it's a place where they can truly allow themselves to be. Uh, and so giving that kind of environment. And yeah, you're right. We've got to stop slapping these labels on drugs on our children just because, you know, we have not yet embraced the spirit of a child the soul of a child and you know when you when you truly look at a child that's in their soul and their spirit and their heart that actually is the most divine thing you will ever see in your life because they are truly at one with the universe and with the earth and we can learn so much from them and i think it's time to stop with the with the judgment with the labeling we're trying to put everybody in that box and uh, and you know um, and condemning them uh, it's time to learn from them. They're here to teach us. So let's get out of our own ignorance and, and pay attention to what they have to say because we all need to be a lot more sensitive, don't we? <laughs> I have a, a fascinating kind of perspective with sensitive in that I grew up highly sensitive. I have a child that's highly sensitive, gifted, creative. I have this, this incredible grandchild. Um, as well as joining other groups. But when you're an educator, my, my degrees are in early childhood development, gifted and special ed. And so I have um, it, the, the, the birth of this grandchild has just brought so much um, information to me that I obviously didn't remember my parents going through when I was born. Uh, but it's been, it's been such an eye opener. And one of my passions is creating support groups for parents. And that is something else that people can do if they have a highly sensitive gift of child. Um, they are, there is a difference uh, in raising. Yes. There is a difference. And, and the first thing to understand, there is nothing wrong with your child. It's nothing wrong whatsoever they're just even a child with autism they are just functioning on a different frequency and it's time for us to change the channel and not demand that they tune into our channel absolutely we learn so much from our children mm -hmm. so they're not we don't receive these children randomly right there is a there is a purpose yep for the children with Well, this is, this is wonderful. I commend both of you for what you're doing. And I'm so happy you're on this Forgotten Children series. Um, you know, for those that are listening to this and, you know, you, there's a lot of visual that we had here, especially earlier in the show, you know, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com to Raising Our Gifted Children genre onto the Forgotten Children series and, um, and look at this, you know, the Sunflower Farm series and see the video 
of what's going on in the farm. You know, meet the kids up at the top of the hour and the creativity and the things that they're doing. And, you know, see for yourself what, um, what they're doing here because this is a visual show as well as an audio one. And uh, it is, you know, I know for an awful lot of people, it will be, oh, God, I wish that was around when I was young. Well, it was. It was your backyard. It was the backfield, you know. It... Um, you know, I remember making forts, you know, out of twigs and trees. And that was your little sanctuary with your books and your candy and your, and your everything else and all wilds of Im imagination going on. And it was an escape and it was also an ex exploration of kind of other dimensions. And we need our children to have those imaginary wings and set them free. Because if we want any solutions to the problems in the world, they come through creativity. And if we stifle that creativity, we end up with problems. So let's set those kids free, heart, mind, body, and soul, and spirit. And we will be in a much better world. And don't forget, every time you're going there with your child, that inner child has been healed as well. Everybody goes home on a wonderful vibration, which is so important. So... You know, this is something that uh, we all need to do and something that is really, really important to actually understand. So the uh, URL is sunflowerfarminfo.com, um, sunflowerfarminfo.com. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on here. And uh, for Doris, it's uh, Doris Richardson. Info, uh, sorry, just give me that, mysite.com. So dorisrichardson.mysite.com. And please reach out to both of them because they've got so much here to share and uh, to teach us. And it's really important that we listen. Um, it doesn't matter which way you've been sparked today, you know, whether it's the animals, whether it's the children, whether it, whatever it is, it's just, it's an invitation. What can you do in your local community? What can you do for the farm? What can you do for the kids around you? Um, how can you participate in some way or other? Because really it is about community stepping up for everyone in the community. We've been insular for so long, me, myself, just taking care of I, and we've seen what this has done. It is true it takes a village to raise a child and we need to get back to that village mentality and be in it together and help raise these beautiful children who are our answer to tomorrow. So thank you so much for both of you for being here today. Thank you, thank you Sarah. Sarah, for inviting us. Thank, thank you. you. And keep up the wonderful work of the children that are going to come out of that are just going to have the most divine wings. And uh, it'll be a lovely few years down the road to see exactly where they go and what they do and, and know that it comes from that experience that they had through going through the farm. And Doris, please, you know, we, more, we need those communities. So let's, let's build them. And again, build them and they will come because everybody's hungry for them. They're hungry for that village community again. So thank you so much, ladies. And until next time, folks, please remember you are a part of it. And we invite you to come and join us in any which way you can. Please listen to the other shows here on the Forgotten Children series. It is incredibly enlightening. And we have to remember, if we don't take care of the children today, they are going to be a problem tomorrow and statistics show that so let us nurture love and feed and water those wonderful spirits today so we can look forward to a wonderful tomorrow until next time bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show to hear more of these wonderful shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com just look up our podcast genre list you will see many shows archives there ready for listening 
Don't forget to share these wonderful shows. And if you wish to be a guest or host, or you have an organization that needs to be highlighted, contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Bye for now.